0: Hello and welcome to the teaching podcast of Coastal Community Church, where our mission is to be love in Jesus Christ to the lost and found in our community. For more information about what Coastal is all about, visit SebastianChurch.com. Now, please prepare your hearts to receive whatever God may have for you in today's sermon. First service, y'all didn't get this, but I walked forward and started like greeting people before it was my turn. The, the band had another song. You can't get that anywhere else. I mean, uh, Scatterbrain Pastor, you know, just that's free for you guys, Extra, no extra cost. Um, but I really, I feel uh, rejuvenated and I feel refreshed. Got some great time with my wife and kids. Uh, my wife um, decided to break her foot. Um, <laughs> In North Carolina, on our vacation, so she has been down for a little bit, so if you could just be continuing to pray for her, she had to have some surgery um, and pray for all of us because um, you know if I disappear, life keeps on going. But when my wife uh, she's down, the family comes to a halt they got to they gotta count on me for food, so I'm cooking. you know I haven't killed anybody yet, but there's been a few nights we've had to order pizza. Uh, <laughs> So um, just thank you for your prayers. Uh, other updates, we celebrated 24 years uh, together. So we, yeah. Got married when we were 13. So, you know, that's how that math adds up to, you know, cause I look young. Um, um, and then, um, and then we, we are still in the process of adopting um, another child from, from Pennsylvania. He's actually from here. You guys know him. Um, we're not gonna say his name cause you know, we're live on, the internet, but if you guys could keep on praying. Um, uh, we had court Friday. They say he's going to Florida, all right? So praise God, keep praying. Some family issues sent him up there, and uh, we've been for the last six months trying to get him back um, so we can welcome him into our home and uh, back into our church family. And uh, all right, and uh, another update, my daughter, my oldest daughter is in Uganda right now. First time that she's gone without me, gone back without me, my daughter's from Uganda. And um, she was really nervous about going without me, but she's doing awesome. They've had uh, several, I believe 100 plus um, children receive Christ and uh, they're doing medical care in in uh, in all the, in each of the eight Imani Malele schools. Um, good stuff, Leo is also on the trip and a few others. Uh, Linda Bass, affectionately in Felsmere, call her the chicken lady, although she's now a turkey farmer, but you know, Felsmere. Uh, so uh, we've, we're just, we just wanna keep on praying. In fact, right now, Lord, we lift up the team. We pray, Father, that you would give them health and safety. I know my daughter's tired because she's working hard. I pray that you would give good outcomes to the medical patients. I pray that you give uh, life change to the, to the evangelistic uh, um, opportunities that are happening. I pray that you connect these, these children and these families with, uh, with local church pastors so they can grow and experience you. We pray in Jesus' name name amen and bring us back next year um, I'm already looking forward to going back next year but I think it was a good it was a good time for me to hit the pause button and the Lord's been working on me um, I'm still growing um, read I read about ten books so now I'm smart um, nope I still got issues so and you're going to learn that you, you'll see it um, but I I as the Lord's growing me, I want to take what the Lord's growing me and where the Lord's growing me, and, and pass it on to you. And uh, so that's where this series came from, Soul Rehab. Um, you know, if you're the type that likes to um, post and take a photo, or you know, for, for all your uh, followers to see, because you're an influencer, um, even if it is you and your mom following you, um, now would be a good time to just say, "Hey, I'm checking into rehab." because so many of us need rehab for our soul. With all that goes on around us, um, I'm not special because I'm a pastor, like it's higher stress or something like that. All of us are going through this world right now. And I wanna tell you that um, I don't want you to settle anymore for hopeless. I don't want you to settle anymore for anxiety. I don't want you to settle anymore for, that's just the way it is because it's 2023. No, God's on the throne and you have the power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead living in you. And so as we go over this uh, Psalm 23 over the next few weeks, I, I pray that that power and that peace will defeat anxiety with anyone who's listening. Um, like I said, I'm still figuring it out, but I, I was trying to get to sleep one night. It was 2 a.m., which is usually when you decide I'm having trouble getting to sleep, right? All right, so that's usually the marker, 2 a.m. And I I usually don't have trouble, but this time I was really struggling and all all sorts of noise was coming out of my head. You ever get that? Middle of the night, you're like, where was this during the day when I could do something about it, right? I just want sleep. If I could sleep, I might be able to do something about this. And then, you know, and what are you thinking about? I don't know about you. I'm thinking about stupid people. Uh, I'm being. I'm being. Can I be real? I forget. Is this okay? Uh, we just fixed the coffee machine, so if you if you're having trouble with being real, just go out and get some more coffee. Come back in. Leave the door open so you can hear. Um, yeah, I was thinking about stupid people. I was thinking about stupid things people had said. Stupid things I have said, you know, even if they didn't think it was stupid, I was like, yo, oh, can't believe I said, that. you ever do that? It's usually 2 a.m. when your brain's like processing that. Hey, that was dumb. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing you brought it up now, brain. <laughs> I'm gonna send them a text right now so that I can sleep, right? And then, you know, just all sorts of things. The economy, that'll make you sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, all sorts of stuff. And so I did what, I don't know if any of you do this, but I created more noise to drown out the noise in my head. So what I did is I I turned up the volume of brown noise. It's ADHD, uh, you know, hack in case you guys need one. Um, And and it kind of rumbles and it has, the white noise just sounds like a radio, Radios, children, are back in the old days when we didn't have satellite and Pandora, okay? Anyway, if you didn't get to a station, it would, shh, that, okay. Well, this is more like, okay, it's more like shortwave, okay? So shortwave, no, just Google it. All right, so I turn up the volume and I turn it pretty loud and I'm still struggling. 2 a.m., 2.30, 3 a.m., I'm like, you know how you just kinda, you get those nights and you're just like, of sleep. You're like, oh, I'm so close. Just a few more sheep, please. Just a few more sheep. Let me go to sleep. And then the noise just continues in your head. Another stupid, loud thought gets in your head and keeps you awake. And I was just about there. I was almost asleep when all of a sudden the brown noise stopped, the noise in the room stopped. And I was like, it's okay. I'm almost asleep. But that very millisecond of silence was interrupted with boom battery low. And I was like, and no longer was I in a peaceful state. How crazy is it that I want to turn up noise outside my head to drown out the noise in my head? And some of you, you know, I know some of you, you listen to podcasts. I do that too. I gotta find one that I don't have to think too much about, like the fishing guys. Although sometimes they get really excited and then I'm like, God, i trying to sleep here. You know, I mean, you know, some of you do the podcast. Some of you have noise all day long. You turn up the noise by working more. You turn up the noise by never turning off your phone. You turn up the noise by letting yourself be consumed with frustration, with some way you've been uh, uh, treated unjustly. And so it's it's time to come out of the chaos and into the calm. It's time to go to rehab. It's time to realize, hey, I admit I have a problem. I am anxious. I have anxious thoughts. And it's crazy to think that faithless worry, the noise of faithless worry can be drowned out with more noise, instead we need to listen carefully to the voice of God. And that's what Psalm 23 is really about. We're gonna learn um, that God is a trustworthy leader. And in verse one of Psalm 23, it says, "'The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Now, you guys probably know this. You, you could probably recite most of Psalm 23. If you've been to a funeral, you've heard it. I want you to realize this has value outside of dead people. Okay, like this has value for us. You don't, I hope you don't wait until you die to know that God is a good shepherd. And it says, I lack nothing. The, the King James Version that some of you may have heard at funerals or you grew up uh, reciting, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That yeah, means you got everything you need because you have a good shepherd that's trustworthy. Here's, um, we're about to get to know one another um, again. All right, so my wife and I were out to eat some time ago. How many of you have ever been out to eat? They bring out the food and you don't have any silverware, Anybody? Okay, it happens, okay? It's not the waitress's, it's the waitress's fault. But, you know, she's got a lot of tables, you know, so uh, nothing against them. They work very hard and they deserve to be treated very well. And um, there's some people that would like, hey, I need some, I can't eat, you want me to eat with my hands? And then, all right, so I didn't do any of that. But what I do do is I get up and I walk to where I see the waitresses and I go get my, usually like in the kiosk, That pro tip, another pro tip, look at this. Write these down, okay? Um, I go to where, you know, the cashier is and then you wait for someone to kind of disappear and you walk behind her and you grab napkins and, and fork and knife and you're good to go. And I said, but I got caught. She saw us and then she had apologized, right? It's no big deal. And, and hey, we need fork and knife to eat, right? But a lot of times we take that same idea with things God has already promised to us. The fork and knife are coming, You need to just sit there, enjoy your wife's company, right? Enjoy where you're at and wait for what God has already promised to come to you. Problems come and anxiety comes and noise enters our head when we get up out of our chair and we go get for us what we think we need instead of waiting for the good shepherd to provide for us. And here's the thing, because God is a trustworthy leader, we know that what God wants for us is better than what we want for us. Do you believe that? What God wants for you is better than what you want for you. In fact, just tell your neighbor on your left and your right, y'all are gonna have to shout. Uh, God wants for, what God wants for you is better than what you want for you. Go ahead, make noise. How did I get up here without my espresso? Okay. All right. Again, ADHD. All right, you guys missed that, I know you did. What God wants is always better than your best idea. Your best idea is not better than patiently waiting for God's way better idea. All right, so um, if we wanna come out of the chaos and into the calm, We need to understand and believe, and by believe I mean even at 2 a.m. in the morning, that God is a trustworthy leader. Secondly, God wants you to pause. God invites you to pause. God offers, offers the opportunity. You are never too busy, you are never too important, you are never too whatever to stop. And I just came off sabbatical and you know, that's not what I'm talking about, that's good. I mean, rare opportunity, first time for me in 22 years of ministry. But I'm talking about pause on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. You know, um, the Sabbath was so important it ended up in the 10 commandments. Like right up there with don't kill people and don't do things with other people's wives is you need to pause, you need to stop. That's how God made you. God invites you to pause. In verse one, um, sorry, in verse two, it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Now, the area of Jerusalem was mostly hilly, rocky countryside. And so the shepherd would scout around and make sure he knew where the green pastures were so that he could lead the sheep there. Now, some of us sheep like to go off and see if we can find a better pasture on our own, which always will lead to more noise in your head, more stress, more worry, because that is not your responsibility. Your responsibility, and it says, he makes you lie down in green pastures. He puts you in the place, making available good nourishment and he says he puts you by still quiet waters or still waters as as the king james says i love the still um, because it it connects well with psalm 46 10 be still and know that i am god which of course means seth is not god and when seth tries to play god or when seth tries to be the shepherd what happens is seth stays up late at night not sleeping because i'm trying to do god's job now as a father of teen children, any, any parents of teen children? Just grimace or groan or something, anyone? Okay, yes, I could hear that, I feel that. Um, any teens in the room uh, have lousy parents uh, or do you think so? All right, yes. Son, yes, all right, yeah. If you're sitting next to your parent, you might not wanna do that. Uh, take your phone away right now, okay? Right now, okay. Young lady, all right, anyway. I can't make my kids do anything. And you know, we've had, we've had 18 children in our home via foster care, adoption, whatever, um, not including the who knows how many Imani kids we've had from the choir. And we kind of specialized in the toddlers, and I love it, because I can make them do. I can make them behave. That's what we say as parents, right? They need to make them behave, right? Then I learn, uh, once you all start thinking for yourselves, I really don't have any control. I can't make them do anything. In fact, I have to just kind of provide the opportunity for them to make the right choice and be this thing called, our therapist says, I need to be more of a consultant than a dictator. And I'm like, I'm the dad. Okay. Okay, sorry, I'm still learning. But when I become the consultant instead of the dictator, it's more of a godly picture of what a father is. Hey, you could go that way if you want, but I'm gonna put you in a place for success. I'm gonna put you in a place of blessing. I'm gonna put you in a place where you won't go hungry. You can choose to wander around the rocky, hilly places where you're gonna get stuck and and probably break something, or you can just lay down in the green pastures that you've been placed in. But I can tell you, so I can't make my kids do anything, but what I can do is when I put bacon pizza in front of them, they will eat. I don't spoon feed it. I just set it down in front of them and they eat. Now, some of you, it's not bacon pizza, you like steak or whatever, but for us, Giuseppe's, by the way, the Felsmere branch, okay? Y'all need to get enlightened. The Felsmere Giuseppe's branch is superior. Just go there and try it out. Um, So I can't make them eat, but I can put food in front of them. And let me tell you, it will be gone. It'll be devoured. I don't get any food the next day. There was a time we would order pizza and the next day I would look forward to it. We'd call dibs, right? We'd call dibs on a pizza the next day. Now we have a few people, they were away this week, so we actually got pizza the next day. But under normal circumstances, there is no leftover pizza in the Goldsmith house. God's saying, hey, I got all you can eat right here. If you eat where I'm laying you down, it's gonna be good for you. And then it talks about these quiet waters and uh, the Hebrew word, menochah. you have to kind of like, don't do this if you have someone in front of you, okay? Menochah, and it, it actually, I love this phrase. It means waters of rest. Don't you just wanna take a deep breath and say, waters of rest. Okay, Just Me, you guys didn't enjoy that? That's so peaceful. Um, we got a verbo, uh, it was Verbo, right? Not Airbnb, it was Verbo um, in North Carolina, in Brasstown, North Carolina. And it was a uh, two story on the hillside and out the back, you go down the hill and maybe a hundred feet from the balcony overlooking is a creek, a stream, whatever you want to call crick, whatever you all want to call it. And, and I walk out there and open my Bible and have my chair time out on the back porch. And you would just, The stress would just, you'd hear the wind rustling through the leaves. You'd hear the water slowly moving through the stream. This is the picture that psalmist David is painting for us, that God's gonna put you in that nice verbo on the countryside. By the way, it was only $99 a night and I'll give you a hookup if you want me to. But God has that place in mind for you. He says, don't settle for sleepless nights where you have to try and drown out the noise inside your head. Actually be at peace, because I'm gonna put you in places where you can have everything you need and find rest. Like so many parenting problems, um, where we get into trouble is where there's a role reversal, where my kids think that because they have a car they don't have to tell me where they're going or ask anymore, they, they text me. And they, hey, I'm going to, you know, cause she's right here and I can't, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, parents of, all right. So so we love both of them. And then, and then he, he's, he goes to the gym every once in a while, I don't know if you noticed. He goes to the gym every once in a while. And he's like, I'm going to the gym. I'm like, really? Oh, that, did you talk with your parents? I, <laughs> so we get into trouble. Usually parenting issues almost always are role reversal problems. Do I really need to check in with you? Now, of course, let's just differentiate here. Kids, we want you to be independent. We want you to grow up. We want you to be able to, want you to, be able to do laundry, do dishes. Not because we wanna sit back and watch you do all the work while we sit and sip tea. I mean, we do enjoy that. We want you to do that so that you can grow up and be independent, right? So that the, the path of a child is actually moving towards independence, okay? So a little bit different with God. When we mature, when we grow up in God, we're actually moving to dependence. Okay, so a little bit different there with the fatherly situation. But what happens is when we, when we get stressed out, it's because we have decided, no, I'm God. I wanna be the shepherd. I wanna find my own green grass, right? The grass is always greener, right? You just keep on looking. And Jesus, the good shepherd, as John 10 calls him, says, hey, I, why are y'all so tired? Come to me. In fact, let's read that together. Matthew 11:28 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. <clears throat> Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's rest for us if we would just pause, if we just stop. Many of us, we don't wanna pause. Let me just, I'm just gonna come clean with you. I don't wanna pause because I'm afraid of what I might hear in my head if I stop everything else. I'm afraid of emotional stuff that has happened that I haven't dealt with that will come up when it gets quiet. Boy, when you go, I went camping for five days by myself. Day number two, <laughs> dealing with my emotional issues. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what is wrong with me? What happens is we get so busy, so noisy, so consumed by everyday life. We don't, to, we don't have to go on a sabbatical to deal with God. We don't have to go away on an island, which I did. We could actually hit pause for just a few minutes every day and spend time at the feet of Jesus and allow him to be your therapist. By the way, therapy is a great thing, highly recommend it. I go on a semi-regular basis, it's a good thing. But unless you have the almighty therapist, the good shepherd as your therapist, you're just gonna keep going back and you're never gonna actually deal with the stuff. But when Jesus, the good shepherd, starts ministering to you and he will, when you get quiet, when you pause, True healing can take place. Soul rehab, you can be refreshed. So if we wanna come out of the chaos and into the calm, we need to know that God is a trustworthy shepherd. We need to know that God invites us and provides the opportunity to pause. We also can take heart in knowing that God will restore what is lost. Some of us who's lost loved ones or you know, are dealing with things that there's just no solution for in this lifetime. Revelation tells us he will make things, all things new. He will restore. And so there are things that will not be fixed until his second coming. But I wanna tell you that in the midst of the chaos, God will walk with you. He will stand beside you. He will restore your soul even when the other things remain lost. John 10, 10 tells us that Jesus, the good shepherd, that whole chapter, read it, that he came to give life abundantly. Now he contrasts that with the devil, Satan, who's the the king of confusion, Satan wants to come and kill, steal, and destroy. And then that's the voice we listen to late at night. When he starts feeding you full of lies and crap that is not from God, you can just know it's the one who wants to rob you from abundant life. And God wants to restore all the things that Satan has taken from you. God wants to take back what the devil stole. He wants to revive what the devil killed. He wants to return what the devil took away from you. God can do it. You don't have to settle to be in this permanent state of anxiety and loss and soul chaos. So I'm inviting you to go to rehab between you and Jesus, between you and Jesus at the feet of God, Jesus, God's son, and ask him to begin healing you. As you, as we read this last little bit that we're gonna read today, Psalm chapter 23, three, it says, he refreshes my soul. That's my favorite section of the whole passage. He refreshes my soul. Do you need that today? I I think we need a little soul rehab. I think we need to stop just settling. We need to be willing to say, you know what? God's capable of refreshing my soul. I take it, I, I, I believe in it and I'm gonna enjoy it. Through Jesus, God is restoring what all the noise has taken from you. Lord, we come to you ready, ready to change, ready to stop trying to be the shepherd. Later on in John 10, I wanna read it for you. Jesus, God's son is called the good shepherd. It says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. In that passage, it also says that he's the good shepherd because he laid down his life for his sheep. I, I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what stuff you've done. But I know um, I've let God down. I've sinned. And God loves me anyway. So I want you to know, no matter what you've done, no matter what sin you have, God loves you anyway. The good shepherd laid down his life for you in spite of your failings because he loved you so much. And so God, we come to you right now as your sheep, needing your direction. I just wanna, um, with our heads bowed, um, I wanna invite you, if you've decided like after today, I need Jesus, to bring me out of the chaos and into the calm. I wanna pray over you. Could, you. could you lift your hand? Nobody's looking around, so I'm just gonna pray over you guys, okay? Yes. So Lord, I pray over each and every lifted hand. Father, I pray for those even who didn't have enough guts to raise their hands. I pray for peace in the midst of difficulty. I pray for calm in the midst of chaos. I pray that, you would, that they would hear your voice and come out of that chaos to pause. And now Lord, we come to you knowing that the only way we can find peace, the only way we can find calm in the midst of chaos is through your son, Jesus. And so this may not have been what you were thinking when you walked in here today, But if this morning you wanna decide, hey, I wanna make Jesus my shepherd. I wanna decide to follow Jesus for the first time today. No one's looking around. Would you raise your hand? I wanna pray over you. I wanna make Jesus my good shepherd. Christians, you already have him. Non-Christians, I would love to be praying for you. Anyone? We had a few people raise their hands in first service, deciding to follow Jesus. Nothing to be ashamed of. Trust in the good shepherd. Talk to God right now. If you said, hey, I need Jesus to be my good shepherd and and I have been trying to do things on my own right now, just tell him "I'm, I'm surrendering. I'm gonna let you lead me to the green pastures and the quiet waters. And I pray that over you that every day, not just on Sunday, that his Holy Spirit would minister to you and would communicate to you that you can be at peace knowing God is a trustworthy shepherd, that you can pause long enough for your soul to be refreshed, for God to give back all that's been taken from you. So if you made one of those decisions today or you prayed, uh, we, wanna, we wanna lift you up. We wanna pray with you. We wanna celebrate with you. If you decided to follow Jesus for the first time, we wanna challenge you. If you decided, hey, I've already decided to follow Jesus, but I, want, I wanna make sure I am always surrendered to him. You can email amen at sebastianchurch.com. You can fill, it out, fill out a connect card on the back of the seat or you just come up and talk to me. I'll be here right after the service in the back. Um, This church is about reaching people. We wanna introduce people to Jesus, but we also want them to grow. And so we invite you to take whatever next step is yours. Maybe it's baptism, maybe it's joining a life group. If you're not sure what that next step is, just reach out to us. We'd love to have the opportunity to connect with you. Maybe it's serving. Lord, we just uh, we dedicate our lives to you. We're excited about what you're going to do next week and the weeks to come through this series. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you were blessed by today's teaching. We would love to connect with you, and here are some ways you can connect with us. You can submit a prayer request, find a life group, or check out some of the upcoming events at sebastianchurch.com/go. Join us here again for the next episode.